Hello and welcome to the Thought Leader's Voice. I'm Rachel Kinsella, Editor-in-Chief at iResearch Services and your host today. We're delighted to be welcoming Prashant Shukla today. He's an experienced thought leader in technology strategy and an ideas entrepreneur, a role that got us very excited here at the Thought Leader's Voice. Based in Boston, out of the US, Prashant is the Principal Director for Research at Accenture, a leading global professional services firm. In this role, he designs and leads cross-enterprise research programs that anticipate and identify key business, market, and technology trends. Prashant has led many important thought leadership projects throughout his tenure at Accenture. Among major research issues and ideas that he's worked on are crowd capital, missing middle, human and machine, digital decoupling, and future systems. Seeing the skills and experience of the Principal Director of Technology Research at Accenture, we just had to invite him to talk about ideas and strategies for technology growth today. And here we are. A warm welcome, Prashant. Lovely to have you here today. We're delighted to hear what you have to say on this very important topic. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you for that generous warm welcome. Pleasure to be here. Thank you for joining us. So if we get started, I think we can pick up on some of the major changes that we've seen in light of the COVID-19 pandemic what it's brought to the technology sector and how companies have really adapted, got ready for fresh expansion and experienced growth in difficult times. Obviously, while the pandemic has caused unprecedented disruption across businesses and industries, companies that amplified their technology investments during this time have significantly extended their growth and their advantage over competitors. Research from Accenture reveals that technology has undeniably become indispensable to business success and directly enables companies to not only survive, but even thrive during one of the most disruptive times in history. Your report, Make the Leap, Take the Lead, shows that by stepping up investments in cloud, artificial intelligence, and other technologies, leaders are now growing revenue at five times the rate of the laggards, which are exceptionally higher than the double growth rate that leaders reported just a few years ago. So we've seen really significant growth, even in, in such challenging circumstances. So what have the leading companies done in order to make these strides in difficult times and to be able to continue to grow during the pandemic? Yeah, it's a great question. And I think you you said the backdrop, right? I want to give a little bit more background on on that, on these two research reports that you talked about, right? So the first one you mentioned was called Full Value Full Stop, which was pre-pandemic. This was in 2019. This was one of the largest enterprise technology surveys we had ever done at Accenture. So so about 8,000 executives and we asked them a variety of questions around tech adoption, tech penetration within their company and uh, cultural readiness for tech, tech-enabled innovation, right? And so that's where we had actually come up with the idea of system strength and top 10% of the companies in terms of system strength, we call them leaders and the bottom quartile, the bottom 25%, we call them laggers. Right. And so that's the figure you're reporting is 2019 technology leaders it's, it's important to stress the point that they were technology leaders first. So we defined them based on the system strength score, which is a technology measure. So tech leaders were growing at two times the rate of tech laggers. This is pre-pandemic, right? Right. And of course, when the pandemic hit, as you mentioned, businesses, our lives, personal, professional, didn't matter what kind of business you were, B2B, B2C, things were changed. You know, there was a need to get things turned virtually, right? Whereas... Previously, you might have had the option of working together with your colleagues. You didn't have that. So things, co-location was no longer an option and wasn't always there. Mm-hmm. So things needed to be done virtually. And that was perhaps the main single most important uh, impact. And so what we found, again, we repeated a similar research, right? So we're measuring, again, 
uh, system strength score, three parts, tech adoption, tech penetration, and cultural readiness for tech-enabled innovation. What did we find? We found leaders uh, who went into the pandemic with, a, with an advantage, right? So that's, we have to kind of give them that because they were ahead in terms of uh, their system strength score. So they had an advantage. And, and we found that they were now growing at five times the rate of laggards during the pandemic. Wow. What had they done? Well, they had actually accelerated and doubled down their investments in uh, key technologies such as cloud, AI, and so on. So that was one of the key findings of the second study we repeated along these lines. Wow. It's really impressive to, to see that difference between 2019 and then actually during the pandemic. And I mean, it makes sense that they've got that firm foundation to as technology leaders to be able to drive growth and that advantage over competitors. And it really kind of shows the difference between the leaders and the laggards, as you say, and as you outlined in, in your research. What kind of marks out those types of companies that are the leaders, that are the front runners, that have even demonstrated the growth during the pandemic? So I, th- I think the point to note is, is that the technology landscape that companies navigate in and they have to address is pretty dizzying. You know, there's a lot of things going on in the business environment, and that's something companies can't control, right? But what they can control is how they respond to this frenzy of you know, technology, you know, zeitgeist going on. There seems to be a new tech trend every other week or so, and there's something new coming up. And so the temptation is really there. And its temptation is really high to go after the next big thing, next shiny thing, right? So I think in, in our research, what we find is that companies who, who, whose, whose technology strategy is actually the opposite of the frenzy in their outside environment actually form the best, Right. And what I mean by that is leaders in both these studies were actually very deliberate about the tech adoption. So, for instance, one thing I remember clearly is what we found in laggards was that 60%, a very high number, 60% of, of laggards had adopted AI and machine learning technologies before they invested in data, big data technologies. Wow. The other thing we have consistently stressed is that oftentimes in, in, in laggards, we find you're piloting your technology in a specific corner of your organization. Maybe the data science group has a lot of expertise in, in prediction models or whatever, but that's not being translated elsewhere. That's not being sent or communicated that that, that expertise, know-how, is not being emulated elsewhere in the organization. Well, leaders are expert at doing that. And that's how the scale, be it process innovation or be it just know-how of being able to predict things. And of course, these things mattered when, when our world was turned upside down because of the pandemic. Absolutely. Yeah. So having that focus, that measured sequential approach to adopting new technologies, to processes, to investment, not just jumping on the bandwagon and, and trying to jump on the next big thing without any planning or, or foresight. And then obviously that put them in a stronger position for growth and for being able to make better use of the technologies that they have focused their efforts on. So the leaders that that have really been very focused and, and structured in their approach have been the winners. Exactly. And that's really, you know, our job for Accenture as well as our clients is that is, is to kind of siphon out the signal from all this noise that's out there. Right. And so, yes. and so if, you, if you just simply think of technology strategies in terms of options that you can choose from and options that you need to prioritize for, 
it becomes a very complex uh, equation to solve. So I think that's what we try to do in all these you know, research programs. And so, but, but having said, the story of leaders, laggards is, is always interesting. But I think the surprise, what we found the second time around was the emergence of a new group of companies called leapfroggers, right? And so I do want to get into this story a little bit because again, so we talked about system strength. I want to give you another measure we developed. So these are um, concrete. It's a measure we developed through our uh, service. We've been tracking this measure for about five years now. And it's simply how you allocate your IT budgets and which way is it going. So usually what we find in our clients is that 70% of your IT budget allocation is going towards operations or maintenance and 30% is spent on innovation. Now, what we find is that this new group, new breed of companies is accelerating that allocation and shifting focus from operations to innovation. So they're flipping the IT budget allocation and the idea is to make your IT budget innovation heavy, not operations heavy. So we call this the flip size in that report. And this is the defining characteristic, defining KPI metric, you know, whatever you want to call it for leapfroggers. Mm. Right. And, and, and so, so for me, this was a surprise. This was the real news of our second report is this new group of companies called leapfroggers who you know, sometimes are even performing better than, uh, than leaders, even though they did not have the same level of system strength. So they were not in the top 10%. Let's say their tech adoption, tech penetration, and, and the culture isn't at the level of leaders yet by shifting focus from operations to innovation they were able to do well during the pandemic. That's very interesting because you can see, again, it's a, a different area of, of focus, but by shifting priorities in terms of budget, in terms of how they are operating into innovation, that allows that forward thinking, that allows that love that you've called them leapfroggers because it just conjures up yeah. sort of a springboard to, to help them leap over the competition and to, uh, and to catch up with the market leaders. Um, so yeah. that's really interesting way of being able to, to picture where these organisations are. Yeah, and it's very, the, the shift is very concrete as well, right? So it's like, mm. what do we mean? What are these companies doing when they're this, when the flip is happening? Very concretely, it's a flip in which KPIs you're optimizing for. Right? So right. traditionally, whereas more, most companies would be obsessed about optimizing technology and technical KPIs, such as your, your downtime, how often do you have a downtime in your server, or how often does it take to resolve an issue, or, or, or something very technical, you know, how long is your code, how efficient is your code compiling, Basically speaking, like a, most companies would be obsessed with optimizing the IT KPIs. Well, the flip happens when companies actually are optimizing business-relevant KPIs. Mm. That's what we notice in leapfroggers again and again. And I think that's a, it's a very concrete thing to take away from the research. Absolutely. So if companies are wanting to grow, particularly in, in difficult times, they shouldn't just be focused on the technology itself or on the more technical aspects of of running the the business, but actually looking at those business related KPIs, looking at better customer experience, better um, route to market, better lower cost per acquisition, as as you say, and then again, sort of in terms of apportioning 
investment and allocating budget, making sure that that's to the to the areas of the business that are actually going to ha- have that you know maximize the the business efforts and uh, and looking at it from a commercial perspective um, rather than necessarily getting bogged down with the with the operational. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, how do you think this can be accelerated further as we're starting to obviously that you know the pandemic's still going on? There's still dramatic geopolitical changes and and lots of other factors that are affecting uh, technology yeah. uh, leaders and and organisations. Um, and you know, a lot of them aren't going away anytime soon. How d- can both uh, the organisations that are the the leaders or are in that strong leapfrogging position or those that are, are lagging behind and looking at ways to to get ahead how can they continue to accelerate growth and and adapt to change um with, with all of these in mind yeah so, so like you said i think uh, there are definitely new forces that we are observing the the model that leapfroggers have have offered to you know attain a step function change in their performance. So by step function, I mean like mm-hmm. a little jump into a different performance category, it still holds, by and large, still holds. And what's that model? We highlighted that model as three R's in the report. It's re-platform, reframe, and reach. And so we've touched upon all those things a little bit, but very precisely re-platforming is about re-platforming your entire business to the cloud, right? And so what do we mean by that? It's not just about migrating specific applications, specific uh, amounts of compute, storage, networking uh, to the cloud, but rather think of cloud as literally the platform where your business runs, right? So that should be your default of of running all your corporate functions, all your business processes, even strategizing and and looking at diversification or or new products and services and so on. So that's like, that's the first thing, re-platforming. Um, reframing, we talked about that. So reframing is about shifting how you can use technology. Mm-hmm. Right? So is it just uh, to keep the lights on, that the, the proverbial you know, keep keeping the lights on, or is it actually driving new strategies, driving the bottom line? So that's a reframing of how you use technology. And that happens, as I said, through flipping the IT budget allocation, through flipping your focus from you know obsessing about optimizing IT KPIs to actually you know, well, let's see what else we can drive using using technology, optimizing business KPIs. So, so I'll give you an example of a company we studied uh, during our research is uh, the French grocer Carrefour, right? And so they had started their digital transformation efforts before the pandemic, so they knew. The comparative space they were in, they're primarily an in-person, you know, physical brick-and-mortar company. But they had started the trans- transition to the cloud. And 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 this this is the question, exactly sort of the question they wanted an answer to. So what else can we focus on using using IT and technology? Um, and they said, well, you know, how about sales? How about how about focusing on what technology can do to our bottom line? And of course, there's precedence for that. There's companies who were already providing same-day or next-day services in the U.S. So there was precedence for that e-commerce, people ordering things through the app. And so they partnered with Google. They made it really easy for their customers to order things, you know, via text, via chat, via speech. You didn't have to be in the same place to interact with your end customer. And so that's an example of let's just think about what else technology can do for us. 
and not just it provides with a fantastic like a seamless IT department. That's great to have, but we want more. So that's the reframing of how we use technology in the enterprise. Third R is reach, which is the idea. And this is, again, it's a massive shift that we are observing right now with the next generation in our society as a whole. We're expecting, we're holding companies to a higher standard. And so the traditional financial sort of focus that companies used to have, you know, uh, I'm not sure who, who wrote it, but uh, the economics way of looking at oh, what is a firm, well, a firm exists to, uh, to, to maximize profit. That's not the case anymore. We expect more from our companies. There's a, you know, there's a realization. We expect a, a realization of 360 value, you know, and, and what does that include? That includes metrics like, you know, employee satisfaction, sustainability, all these yes. things. And so lots of responsible KPIs come into play. And again, what we see is actually leaders and leapfroggers are ahead in that department as well. So they're caring more for the employees, which again, it, it was a massive thing during the pandemic. Of course, and, and there's plenty of other research, uh, secondary research. We know that mental health was affected. Um, transition from work to uh, to home, whether you want to call it work from home or I don't know, work at home, whatever you want to call it, it was tough on many people. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, leaders and leapfroggers also handled you know, that situation much better compared compared to laggards because they were ahead in technology. And so an example of that I want to give is uh, the Deutsche communications company, Deutsche, Deutsche Telekom, right? And so again, a similar story. Deutsche Telekom was also in a similar situation that invested in a scalable, flexible infrastructure that could withstand spikes in you know network use. And so... When the pandemic hit, because of the investment in the scalable, flexible infrastructure, they not only handled that, but they could also transition their tens of thousands of employees to home and actually to their home offices. And that, and that was a smooth transition. So, so you invest in good technology. Not only can you deliver in the traditional KPIs, in terms of traditional KPIs of IT and business relevant KPIs, there's also other KPIs such as employee satisfaction, taking care of them, uh, whatever the needs are um, at home. And so reach is the final pillar of, of the three R's, re-platform, reframe and reach. We haven't talked as much about, I mean, we did touch on it, but we did talk about um, employee engagement and um, sort of, you know, attracting and, uh, and retaining um, uh, talent, um, again, in, in difficult times. Um, and you've done some research and you've talked about um, Sort of you know, the role of tech innovation and uh, and that strategic approach internally as well, um, not just to improve individual performance, but actually um, look, looking at well being. You, you did um, touch upon the the effects of the the personal effects of the pandemic that that massive shift from from working in the office to to being set up at home, the the mental health uh, implications. And it's an area that we're exploring, um, particularly looking at the future of work, uh, looking at the importance of, of well-being. Um, are you seeing some innovative sort of tech-based approaches or you know, um, tech-based strategic approaches um, to, 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 the, to the more internal aspects of, of engagement and, yeah. and of transformation? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So I think uh, helping your workforce do a better job, be more, be more productive, um, is an, again a use case for how technology can help optimize, you know, not just 
technical KPIs, right? So what what would matter for for a company today is is our employees, you know, doing well mentally, right? How are they feeling? So you could find very easily you could you could set up with technology, coaching, therapy, all sorts of you know uh, focus groups or or, or you know uh, employee groups so that they can they can help themselves. Uh, can be done through technology. We're seeing that. Um, what else could you do? We are now seeing, um, and we find in our research too, both IT and non-IT executives believe, you know, skill obsolescence, in in skill obsolescence, and that's a real thing. And I think so. All of these things are really part of the employee experience today, mm-hmm. right? And, and of course, and this is all sort of at the wake of the pandemic that we're seeing. Well, you know, an employee. You know, they're expecting more from the company. And, and this is complete. And, and so I'm glad you asked the question, actually, Rachel. This is also part of REACH, the final R. Of right? course, and, yes. And, and so, yes, we're seeing a ton of this happening. And, and I think uh, we will see even more going forward. Um, um, and that because the lessons still hold true. And uh, yeah, so those are some of the things that I, I have personally seen and noticed and, and studied in, in the past couple of years, but I'm sure there's more. Yeah, I think there will be in time as well, as uh, as you say, as innovation is, is developing, as um, you know, structures and, and ways of running an organization are, are, are changing. Yeah. And as we have to adapt with uh, ever-changing times I think we're going to see more innovation in terms of the internal approaches and and how technology is is being used um, to create a better experience for employees um, so that's something that we're you know keeping a close eye on um, but it'd be interesting to to see how that develops yeah so I just uh, so I, yeah that, that uh, kind of rung up uh, brought back memories of, of Autodesk, actually, is a company that we studied uh, uh, for uh, Make the Lead, Take the Lead. And, 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 and what they were trying to do was exactly this employee experience. Um, and why and they had a very good reason for this. Uh, why do companies need to provide employees a better experience? Well, because the employees are getting a far superior experience when they're as consumers of other companies, when they're consumers outside the company, like they're used to, you know, things being delivered at their doorsteps, contactless delivery, you name it. It's like their lives are pretty, pretty awesome, you know. So when they come to the to work, they're expecting the same thing. And so, um, you know, so what do you need access to? What is your next learning module? Why is why is that not? Why is the machine learning model not predicting that? If machine learning models can predict the next show you should watch. Or, or next song you should listen to, they should be able to predict what you should do next, like how you can make your work day better, what kind of new learning modules you could you could use, what new applications would be better fit for you, and so on. So I think there are companies, really innovative companies, who are truly putting this, you know, again, I keep coming back, and it's, it's, it's uh, and that's why I love the three R's model, is like reframe what you can do with the technology and what kind of KPIs you can actually optimize. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, plenty of examples in that, in the, in the talent and the work, workplace space. Absolutely. And again, it's another example of being able to capitalize on those, uh, to identify, first of all, and then capitalize on those opportunities that might be missed through, you know, another approach or in, in a particularly siloed organization or, or whatever the case may be. So, again, it brings it right back to that, that 3R model as well. 
So I think we've, we've covered off an awful lot to, today and I, I could talk to you forever. I think it's, you know, you've got so many fascinating examples of, uh, of the research that you've been doing. And um, obviously it's, it's such an interesting and ever-changing topic. But um, if I were to ask you to, to be able to crystallise um, your thoughts into the, the key challenges that businesses will need to, to address, the, the, the key trends um that that you're on anticipating based on on the research that that we've been been talking about would you be able to narrow it down to a certain number <laughs> i can definitely try you know we could, we could definitely talk about this topic forever um yeah no i think i think look so so uh, I, I would you know i want to kind of reiterate the point about how the technology landscape every company is trying to traverse trying to navigate is really dizzying it really is a there's a lot of noise out there so yes. i think it's hard to sip enough you know to to suss out the signal you know compared to the noise mm-hmm. and but it helps to be deliberate to, to be deliberate and to be slow at times um and what as we have found in our own uh, research um it helps if you have a high system strength score meaning tech tech adoption tech penetration and a culture and the right culture to use that technology Mm-hmm. Um, and I do want to, again, go back to the idea of flip size, right? So the flipping up the IT budget allocation from operations focused to being innovation focused. How do you do that? What do you really mean by that? How make that concrete for me, please? Well, yeah, shift your focus from you know, just optimizing IT and technical KPIs to actually optimizing business relevant, be it corporate functions, be it strategy, be it, you know, uh, bottom line KPIs. So you shift that focus from IT KPIs to business KPIs, right? So I think all of these um, will be valid going forward. We are definitely seeing sort of new forces of change in the horizon. So we are researching actively, you know, a force like the metaverse, uh, which is bound to change our lives at work and outside of work. We're definitely looking at sustainability. We're looking at talent very, very closely. Right. Yes. Um, and, 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 you know, we were looking at uh, talking of ecosystems. We we're also looking at sort of non IT tech spaces. So technological, you know, uh, disruptions and, and revolutions going on in material sciences or, 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 you know, biotech or space technology. So we're definitely keeping an eye on that because you never know um, where the disruption really comes from and how you could be affected by it. And it matters to us and to our clients. So we're definitely taking taking a close look at that. And ultimately, I think I think it is about the response, how you respond, how a company responds to all of these forces of change. And for that, you know, we have some new research coming up on the idea of total enterprise reinvention. And so, um, so we're looking into the idea of how you completely need to transform your organization to attain not just IT and software agility but also like business agility, you're agile and you're able to respond to different changes in your, in, in your um, organizational environment, strategic environment. So uh, keeping tabs on all these uh, developments and uh, I'll be happy to talk to you more about this, you know, maybe, maybe a year from now. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it'd be really good to, to catch up again um, 
when you're keep, keeping tabs on all these different trends, when um, you've done uh, future research uh, as well, so that we can, um, you know, have some continuity of uh, of discussion and and see how things have have changed and, and progressed. Uh, as we know, things change so so quickly. Um, but, you know, from from one day to the other, never mind <laughs> a, a year. So, um, but it would be really good to talk to you again um, about some some of the the key topics and, and themes that we've we've discussed today. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed uh, speaking with you. Thank you so much for for sharing all your uh, your thoughts and uh, experiences from from the research that you've been doing and the clients that you've been been working with. I think there's a lot that we can learn and an awful lot that our listeners can can take away from from our discussion today. So um, huge thanks to you. Yeah. And um, hopefully we can keep in touch and uh, and keep the conversation going. Yeah. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you very much. Take care. Bye-bye.